0: all right guys let's go ahead and let's talk about evidence i got no, a little a bit of much. a hot one, one
1: today yeah you your your gears are grinded no you know what really grinds your gears there
0: you i guess i'm just irritated that this exists out there a little bit i'm, I'm a little irritated um i see well, the benefit don't get me wrong i see the benefit of why it's out there in a way but it's just It does. It grinds my teeth a little bit. Well, today
1: we're going to be talking about evidence-based practice, the good, the bad, the ugly, and Laura's story of what happened. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken.
0: And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right, guys. So I figured we'd just jump right into it with a little bit of a story time. So this kind of recently came up. Where uh, I hadn't heard of it before, but apparently there is like a questionnaire that you can give patients um, and kind of have them fill it out. And if they sc- they score high on it, you're supposed to avoid any type of manual treatment for them. And they are supposed to be more recommended to um, mental health type treatments. Um, they think it's more of a, oh gosh, Ken, what's the word I'm looking for? Type of treatment. A, a type of problem. Not an actual physical problem, but a psychological. psychological. Psychosomatic. Thank you, yeah, psychosomatic problem. I got you. So man. it came up. I'm here. The reason, yeah, the reason this came up is because I have a patient who I think would benefit from dry needling. Um He is chronic lower back due to post op of a lumbar fusion. Still continues to have tightness this is his main problem along with pain. Um, his left side is the worst and me palpating, you can feel quite a few little spasms in there and like I, you work on it and he feels better and he feels better for a little bit of time, but it's not lasting because it all just tightens right back up. Um, he has apparently been diagnosed with clinical depression, which technically I didn't realize this when we were talking about it. But I brought it up to my PT about how I thought maybe he might be a good candidate to try dry kneeling with because she recently just kind of started doing it. And then that's when this kind of came up of the questionnaire. And I, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's interesting, kind of cool. But then I started really thinking about it. And I was like, are we relying too much on like questionnaires and some research that's been out there to really judge what treatment we are trying and not trying Um, because I think about personally myself, let's just be honest here. Like if I was to take a score, a quiz right now on certain things, like for example, soft tissue work, if I thought I needed it for my foot, let's just be honest, I'd score off the charts probably for that thing, because it is one of the things that will give me relief, not permanent relief, but it gives me relief and relief from my pain and does help mentally at the same time with it. And I'm like, but at the same time, does that feel, mean that I shouldn't get that treatment because I would score high even though it could benefit me. And so it kind of just start me started me thinking down this path of like when do we rely too much on research and not enough on our actual clinical judgment on when to try different types of treatments. If that makes sense.
1: It does. I was just letting you do your thing. I know my whole little well it's kind of like i know a
0: little bit long but that's kind of what started it off was that whole conversation and i i don't know i have a hard time kind of accepting a questionnaire that someone would fill out um for a type of treatment that we might think that would be benefit for them um
1: i know sometimes i feel like this whole field is like oh let's just like we do have like a plan of action, and then sometimes it's like, well, none of this is working. Let's try something else, right? Mm-hmm. And the hard part of trying something else is if it's not backed up by evidence, do you even give it a try? Which it seems like that's kind of the boat that you're in. And I was just well, trying to—I was trying to look up kind the of. I was trying to look up the test that you're talking about, and I can't find it. And then I was trying to look up the there's like this giant sheet of every single type of modality that we do. And then it gives that modality a grade on effectiveness.
0: Ooh, interesting. I want to see the
1: sheet. So I'll have like low back, <laughs> we have like low back pain. And then I'll like well, first I'll have the diagnosis. And then I'll tell you tractions, heat stem, manual therapy, dry needle, and then I'll give it like an A minus, a B, a C. And it's just saying how much evidence is behind that sort of treatment. And as effective as I feel like it is, it's just like. That thing of like, well, when do we try something different that's not part of that list? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that doesn't get like an A on that list. Because like at the same time, I'm like, even if, you know, each person, we talk about this all the time. You say textbooks don't read, or bodies don't read textbooks, which by the way, I still don't, and I tell my patients that now too. (laughs) But, you know, and we say that every person is different. Why are we trying? yeah. These evidence are usually based off of masses of what will work with the mass, but you're going to get those cases that are going to be one-offs, that don't fall under the mass of this is going to work. And maybe something else does respond better for them. Um, You know, not everybody responds great to heat. Some people hate that feeling in general. So as much as we say, uh, you know, heat is, we'll just say like, I don't know the list. What is it? Great. Does it have it on your list? For heat? Yeah.
1: Or um, I would have to like specifically find it.
0: Yeah. Um, well, flexion we'll just go exercise. Got like a C.
1: Trunk coordination. Per... Yeah, there's like a whole. Like, it's pretty extensive.
0: We'll just say you got a B. We'll just assume, right? Okay. I'm going to give it a B. Go ahead. So say it has a B, <laughs> but, you know, that person's not going to respond well to the heat because they don't like it at all it can make them tense up more it can make them even more stressed within their body which we know doesn't promote healing so it's like just because that modality technically has a really high grade does not mean that's going to work for that person
1: i always Um, think back to like the patient that i had to have that has ms mm -hmm. ms usually is heat intolerant and i had a patient that loved it like you covered his whole body in heat But textbook-wise, you're not supposed to do that. But he found relief. He enjoyed it. He feels like it helped, so we did it.
0: Yeah, so I guess I get, I like, I just, it concerns me sometimes when we go to, we base all of our judgment based off of too much um, research in a way. Because at the same time, some of these researches, they're still fairly new. Yeah, it's been research, and that study maybe was great. But how many other studies have been done with it? Um you know recently someone had mentioned that they had taken a class and they were like oh we were told not to do this unless this this and this don't work and it's like okay well you know who what makes it that person's thing the way to do it in a way like why why is it that set that way because i've heard other ways um and it's like kind of like when when do we i'm just like i'm not saying research is Bad. It's just when do we decide to forego the research and use our clinical judgment, which I think that's how it should be. I I don't. To me, I have a really hard time doing a test on someone and choosing not to do a treatment that possibly we think could be beneficial just because they got scored high on wanting the treatment done. Does that make sense? Like, I I have a really hard time. Wrapping my brain around that. I can't get through that.
1: Because like yeah.
0: I don't see them going separately. Like if you have. And I guess maybe this is just because of the fact that. I'm a person who has experienced. Very long. (laughs) Chronic pain at this point. And you know we're going on. Three four years at this point for me. From the initial start. To where I'm at now. And I'm like yes. There is some mental stuff there too don't get me wrong, there's some mental stuff and the longer the pain goes around and if you don't have a good support system, that really can bring you down. Um, I like to call it the chronic blues. You're going to get that no matter what at some point, whether you are depressed or not. You will have a point where you will get hit with the chronic blues. And I'm like, if you give that person like a test at that point in time, even though they're not actually depressed, they might not get a treatment that they need because it's just, showing you know based off of how they feel at that point in time that they shouldn't get it does that make sense
1: it does but like as far as the thoughts of modalities that don't have too much research themselves um kind of like the cupping theragunning um things like that like th- should we avoid those too or do those like do would you still use your clinical judgment on whether or not a patient would benefit from using a hypervolt, for example.
0: I think so. I think you got to use your clinical judgment. That's that's where we become skilled. Um, that's where you know we become important in their treatment process. Uh, not everything is going to work for everybody. We know this um, in general medicine. That's why not every single surgery goes perfectly. Even if it's performed perfectly, the outcomes aren't exactly the same. Um, because everybody is so different. And yes, there is the norm. But then there's things that fall outside the norm. And we need to be creative with our how we treat in a way. Um, and I think that's the best part about it. It's like we can't just follow these strict guidelines of yes, this, this, and this. Um, we need to use our clinical judgment on whether or not we actually feel like it would be beneficial for the patient. And like, that's the thing is like, I guess I have a hard time with, it's really this questionnaire. I really can't wrap my brain around because I'm like, I'm physically feeling it. Like I physically can feel the spasms in their back and I know how tight they are. I know I can loosen them up, but they're not going away. And it's like, I physically, I, I'm legit the one who's like, I think this would be up. The patient had no idea about it or anything like that. Like, I'm the one who brought it up with my PT and said, hey, I think this this could be beneficial. Um, Because you know how it is. Those those spasms are so hard to get rid of sometimes. And dry needling has shown to be so good at kind of re- hitting that reset button for those ones that have chronically been there for so long. Um, And so it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like why would this why does there need to even be that questionnaire in a way like i could get maybe like the patient comes in and right off the bat is like i can only have this treatment and i can only do this and this because this is the only thing that works for me then i could see it um but if it's just trying a new technique like i feel like that your clinical judgment should be the one that's deciding that not
1: research not the questionnaire
0: not a questionnaire
1: yeah. yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's also, I mean, to me personally, I feel like it would at least be worth a try. Unless mm. there's like some hard contraindications where it's like, oh, yeah. there's you can't perform on them because of the surgery or because of this or because of that or location or
0: something like that. Or yeah,
1: location. But I mean, unless like the, the money is a barrier or the insurance is a barrier or whatever else the case may be, like, I feel like it's still worth a try. But then again, that's just my opinion the PT oh, yeah. that this I've worked with he does dry needling on if someone has a headache then I'm like all right you want to give it a try like it's almost like you have certain symptoms are you willing to give dry needling a try
0: yeah which but then I will like, say No, to some again, cases
1: depending on where it is and what they're feeling because he he won't dry needle everybody for like the yeah. same issue it just kind of depends on per patient what's going on and if he feels, he like feels. it truly will be beneficial
0: Yeah. um, And it's interesting because of the fact that like, you know, I've worked with that same PT and now it's kind of just like opposite where dry needling is almost looked upon as like a last resort option in a way, Um, which I find kind of interesting because I'm like, I don't know, to me, if you're responding well to soft tissue and you're definitely chronic and you're feeling it and it feels like, Hey, I, I think dry kneeling would help with this. I feel like dry kneeling is gonna knock it out much faster. And this, again, personal experience will knock it out much faster than if you were just to do, you know, soft tissue for like five more sessions type thing. Um so it, it's definitely interesting now. I'm curious on your point of view because you get both sides a lot.
1: <laughs> and, and yeah, so that's the hard part for me because I practice with Two PTs, one which is extremely on the evidence-based practice side, and then the other side, which is, well, if it makes you feel good and you feel like you're finding benefit from it, then go for it. So, like, the things that come to mind are the cupping or the Theragun taping, um, whether it's, like, the voodoo taping or the kinesiology taping and things like that. And we even have patients ask us, hey, I found this thing online. It says it'll cure my headache or get rid of my neck pain. Do you feel like, like, have you heard of it or do you feel like it would help me? And I mean, we're kind of like quick thinking about, oh, what's it for? What's it do? We'll kind of explain why they're making those claims. And Mm -hmm. one will completely destroy it apart while the other is like, hey, if you want to go for it, give it a try. And if you feel like it helps, then that's great. Then keep doing it. Yeah, A lot of that is like mental, well, I guess not a lot of it, but sometimes it is mental. Like it is, if you feel like it's helping you, then the pain will go will lessen, or go away, whatever the case may be. But for me, it just gets difficult because it's like, how should I practice? Should I, when I see the patients with are more evidence-based, just kind of keep it evidence-based. And then when I see the other PT's patients, should I kind of go more towards the taping and the theragunning and all that? So it's like mm-hmm. I have to differentiate myself. Like, all right, whose patient is this? What would they want to do? Because I know for a fact, if I tape one of the other PT's patients, he's not going to be happy about that.
0: Well, as he said one time when uh, we had a patient request, he goes, you can do it because I'm not doing it. And he goes, and uh, just let them know I won't do it.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> so like, the like the I would only have to step in. get on the days and,
0: you're coming in.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like a lot of the way you practice is definitely brought on by the PT you're practicing under. So mm-hmm. if you have a PT who for your case is a lot of evidence-based, if this was your first PT, then you might be more underneath. You like, might
0: structure your views that way. A yeah, you'll
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, since you've kind of worked with multiple PTs, you have viewpoints from a whole bunch of like a variety of PTs. Mm-hmm. So I think it's well, definitely I think, good to keep an open mind as far as practicing. And I fall under the spectrum of if it, if you feel like you're finding benefit, then go for it.
0: Yeah. And I'm with you on that. Like, um, I'm kind of more of that. And I think, like you said, I've worked with multiple PTs, um, you know, one mainly direct for a good chunk of my career. Um, but I've also been in the field for a good chunk of my life in general. I got to watch my mom, who really wasn't evidence based at all. I don't know the last time she read an evidence based article or anything like that. Um, but hers was more off of her instinct and what she knew and um, what she's done with her history. And then the one I have now, like I'm, I don't want her to seem like she's super evidence based, but she she's there's certain things she's a little mixed. She's kind of the same way where. Um, you know, she's like, normally I don't take patients. She's like, but on occasion, sometimes I'll give it a try just to see if it's going to help them. She goes, I think it's more placebo than anything, but like, so she's willing to give things a try. And, um, so I don't want anybody to think that like, I'm trying to come down or anything like that. Cause she's absolutely amazing. Um, but it was just, it was interesting to see that that's out there. And I guess my concern is sometimes that we almost as a field, we're going to, towards that a little too much versus relying on our actual clinical knowledge that we have learned over the past year because let's just be honest we talked about this before is being smart or being more like what do we say book smart or clinical smart which one's better in a way
1: or like knowledge and experience
0: or knowledge there we go that was the words i was looking for knowledge and experience like which one's better and this in this case, I think this is where your experience really comes into play, and that what makes you great is being able to determine when to kind of try something off the beaten path. My big concern with just this one a score sheet or whatever is that we won't do things that we feel are necessary just because someone scored high.
1: It'll be like, interesting. Or the potential to find benefit from an intervention because of the quiz.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's just where I'm concerned and where I'm like, I I feel like that should be your clinical judgment. Um, in general, like, uh, if your PT will allow certain things and you want to try something out, like, honestly, if my PT, she's, she's awesome. She does let me kind of take a little bit of the reins. Um, she definitely likes to be involved, which is I'm okay with because I've worked with some PTs who don't want to be involved at all. And it drives me up up the wall. Um, but you know, so she, if I really want to be like, Hey, I would really like to try this on this person. Most likely she might have an opinion about it, but she still might let me try it. Um, and that's where I feel like on us like we need to use our clinical judgment over just straight up research sometimes because i'm like if it's not gonna hurt the patient and we don't think it's gonna set them back in any way or anything like that why not give it a shot if they're not improving what what's the harm in it
1: well i mean i agree i'm gonna tape somebody or cup them just to see if it helps if it doesn't then no harm, no foul. But then you you run into the issue, not for like the dry needling, but the other interventions that aren't backed by evidence is the whole insurance mm-hmm. claim thing.
0: Yeah, you do run into Because
1: that. there are insurances that won't reimburse you for certain techniques that aren't backed up by evidence. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the evidence is whether it's new or whether it's just not completely out there yet, like maybe down the road, we will we'll be more accepted or maybe not, who knows. But just be mindful of the techniques you're using now because some insurances won't reimburse for that.
0: Yeah. Which at that point, if you really want to try it, you're just doing, you're kind of just doing pro bono to try to get the patient better. You have to look at it that way. And if your company's cool with it, cool. If they're not, you got to watch it. (laughs) Tread lightly, check in with your company or you mix it in with a little bit like, okay, say you want to try one technique that's not covered. um, maybe you spend like a couple minutes on that technique and then you do a technique that is covered. Um, that patient might still find beneficial or something like that. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it just got me thinking more than anything. And, um, I don't know if, I guess from my like personal point of view, which all this is my personal point of view, but when I kind of just heard about that, it kind of like irked me on the inside, which I don't think she, by any means, like that was kind of her intentions or anything like that. Um, but it was just kind of like, dude, you, I wouldn't be getting treated. (laughs) Like, for example, this, uh, I'm still waiting to hear back from, from insurance to see if I get approved for this, uh, new procedure coming up. But technically I've been cleared by doctor, but if I took a test right now on whether or not I really wanted it, I'd be scoring very, very high. I guarantee you. And it's like, okay, would I not get that? Even though surgically, physically, there is great reasons to get it done, and it's backed. But because I scored high on something that I'm struggling with a little bit more mentally, or something like that, like I shouldn't get the physical treatment. And I think that's the puzzling question for me. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah, I can see what you mean. I don't think like yeah. personally I can speak on that behalf. But I can see why it kind of irks you. Mm-hmm. Especially if it like it's something that could be beneficial and again like if there's no contraindications, why not give it a try?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like I'm a type of person I've tried everything.
1: And you really so have. It, it's just they've really, I've, thrown, I've really they've thrown everything at like, you.
0: Like literally list something the only thing I have not tried is PRP and everybody's just told me it's pretty much going to be a waste of my money
1: that's yeah, <laughs> not
0: covered by insurance. And yeah, cuz it's not covered by insurance and everybody's like yeah. You know, we should do an episode on PRP. Yeah. But um yeah, so it, it, I guess my concern with that is just like it started raising the question of is like we just need to be careful and again that's just my opinion um I think sometimes as people come right out of school, you know, we're really taught evidence-based 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 and research and research and research, but it, it just kind of makes me like, be like, okay, as you go along though, really use that clinical judgment as you start to get it and trust your gut and your actual skills of treating. And if you have something in question, like ask someone else and see, run it by them, see their thoughts. If you're kind of questioning it, yes or no. Um, cause I would hate for someone to miss something that possibly could actually help um, because of a kind of an subjective scoring method. I would say, I would say it's subjective, but
1: no, I agree. I don't cuz It's
0: all based when you're doing that one. It's all based off of how you feel at that point in time.
1: I feel like it just comes a lot down to communication, knowing the PC that you're working with and mm-hmm. kind of going from there. But as far as everything else, yeah. I'm on the same boat.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I still like research, guys. I actually <laughs> really
1: enjoy it. You do? What? I do. Like, I do. I mean, I know, I... I know PTAs have been practicing for a very long time, and they're still very uh, evidence-based as far as their treatment goes, which is great. I mean, they're everything's proven. It's effective. But down the road, we'll see if there's other treatments that are proven to be more effective. Science is changing, so...
0: Always evolve. We just have to evolving.
1: keep up with the evidence as it comes out and not be mm-hmm. stuck with old evidence.
0: Yeah. And I think being willing to try old things and new things. Um, again, like Ken says all the time, um, bodies don't read books. And so it's so you hard know. to
1: coin that phrase because I wasn't the first one to said it. I do like that statement though.
0: I know. Well, I it blew my just, mind. The that's first why time I say I, heard
1: it. I was like, wow, I like it
0: well that's why I always say as Ken always says because <laughs> you just always say it I didn't say you coined it but <laughs> it is a good phrase um, and so like I think that's the best thing about like I think about why I got into this is, is because it is a puzzle each person's kind of like a puzzle and so we just have to figure out what pieces work right and that's where our you know we get to use our skills and our brains and all the stuff we worked really hard for <laughs> in school really hard hard for right go through the the program
1: get through the test yeah Yeah.
0: and so I just I you know you're I want to just encourage everybody if you're doubting your skills or you're doubting your um clinical judgment in a way because of what some new research says I say keep it in mind that everybody's different and um the research isn't going to be right for everybody um it might be right for the mass majority, but it might not be right for one. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, right, but well. I think that kind yeah, of wraps up PR today. With, outro. Yeah. I, with
1: all that said, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Check out the YouTube. Kind of let us know what you think as far as evidence-based. And if you have any stories where you went outside the norm and it proved to be effective, we'd love to hear it and Mm -hmm. until then we will catch you guys next week
0: all right we'll talk to you guys later bye
1: The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.